Hello, this is Masajati. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. This is episode 144, The Me Too Movement and How to Grow From It. It's a very interesting topic, very different point of view from Exponential Intelligence. We get to discover the root cause of why we even have to have a Me Too movement, and then also a solution on how to grow strong from the Me Too movement, which is really one and the same the cause and the solution. For further information on all sorts of abuse, you can go to mas, M-A-S-Sajadi, S-A-J-A-D-Y dot com forward slash recovery. That's mas-sajadi dot com forward slash recovery. Let's jump right in. So let's go ahead and take a deep breath in, just noticing where you are, noticing the space around you. And was always working on you. As we speak, uh, this is part of the free foundational courses, and um, you, you might think uh, uh, being free is not a lot of content. But if you've been here before with the other abuse series, uh, there's a lot of really good, good content uh, to prepare you. So these are, and the reason why we did, because I just feel there's a lot of new callers. Uh, new listeners to me. So the reason why we did these free abuse series is that um, uh, is that we're having an abuse series coming up first of the year. Uh, but as I noticed, my ability is getting a lot stronger. So rates of transformation um, uh, for people a lot faster, which means well, sometimes it gets a little severe, especially if we're talking abuse. Right, your whole life literally shifts. Uh, it's almost like a metamorphosis uh, for that individual. Like it's like you're a totally different uh, individual. So sometimes it gets really severe. So we decided to do these foundational classes to prepare you. So if you do want to take the B series coming up uh, beginning of the year, uh, you can. It's not the, uh, that's fine too. Uh, either way, this helps you. Uh, so this is uh, fundamental for parenting, uh, the Me Too movement, and how to go from here. Uh, now it sounds kind of it sounds kind of confusing, right? Especially you know when I wrote the title out, it's like uh, even my own staffer is going, "Well, uh, what does parenting have to do with um, you know the Me Too movement?" Uh, well, it has everything to do with it. Uh, abuse actually comes from, say, a parenting standpoint, uh, and I'll explain all the details there. Uh, I just wanted to push you uh, into, say, breaking that concept, breaking that mind. And then also, uh, again, Me Too is a parenting issue. Uh, it's one of the base components of why we have, say, issues uh, and why we have to rectify them by the Me Too movement. As a note, I'm not against the Me Too movement in Anyway, I just wanted uh, I just wanted to know that it's done right, so you benefit from it. Because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of say war on drugs, war on this, uh, you know, war against breast cancer. But if you look at it, if you look at it just statistically, every time there's a cause that people are fighting for, um, what happens is it gets worse. Right? The war on drugs. Uh, a lot more people on drugs, war on cancer, a lot more people, uh, a lot more people, uh, back in the day before the war on cancer came out, uh, there was like three out of, you know, like 30 or 40, uh, people. Uh, and now it's like one out of two people, you know, are getting cancer. So it's like, you know, is it really helping? Breast cancer, uh, since they started, uh, that movement, there's, there's more people with breast cancer. So why does that happen? Okay, so the same concept here. You know, we're trying to raise awareness, but we want to do it right. You know, we don't want more abuse. And as a note, just as a note, people who do um, companies, not people, companies who run uh, harassment training, um, within those companies, there are more people who are being harassed. So... Uh, again, that's one thing that we don't want because, you know, we want strong women because if we don't have strong women, uh, we don't have a strong society. We don't have a strong future. So uh, so that's why it's so important to me uh, to include it as part of the B-series. Um, so what does the Me Too movement have anything to do with parenting? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and explain that um, 
as we go by. And then what does abuse have anything to do with uh, the Me Too and parenting, right? Um, just like the relationship call, I just want to preface that uh, as I was talking about the relationship call, you know, people were writing in, they were commenting. It's like, well, th- what does this have to do with abuse? What does, uh, say, the concepts of relationships or the concepts uh, of this, in this case, that I'm going to get into, uh, how men and women, why uh, the role of men and women, uh, the biological uh, role of men and women and so on. What does that have to do with abuse in any way? Well, again, in all those things, uh, the way I work is I go to the core level issue. If you don't understand the basis on why something is, how can you know that there's something wrong with it? Uh, furthermore, how can you rectify it if you don't know the original cause of why something is, right? So that's why I go to the base level issue. Just when I work, just for example, when I work on you, right, you might come to me and you go, hey, Moss, I have this headache. Right? And you're just thinking about, well, what medicines can I take? What could I do? What exercise? Whatever, uh, you know. Uh, and then I tap into you, and it's like, gosh, you know, maybe you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, your, you know, whatever happened to, uh, in your family lineage, right? Something, some head injury, or you got shot off, you know, your head got shot off, whatever it is, right? Uh, in your family lineage or previous lifetime, and that's causing an occurrence. Again, going to the core level issue, but, uh, and it might sound really out there for new people, but you know, I, I remove say those frequencies or memories of the past. And, uh, you have no no headaches anymore, right? And that's why we still get cancers or, or issues. Uh, that's why we still get abuse. So, so we'll just jump right in. So, and this is why again we're talking about the core issues. Distortion between men and women, uh, uh, and some of it has to do with the relationship call. Uh, some uh, uh, it, 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 it isn't. So you know to really understand, say, the issues or uh, accumulation of of what's happening uh, again, men against women is. Is is that we have to go to the origin, right? The origin of desire and the cause of why actually why men and women were created, right? Uh, so we'll go uh, into say the biological terms. Okay, uh, it is part of uh, being animal as we are, uh, and you know even saying that people void themselves of being an animal. You, we're all animals. We'll look at. Uh, uh, we run like animals. We eat. We we have we uh, co-create. Um, uh, you know, we do everything that an animal does, just at a higher consciousness. Right? Uh, although through society, uh, we've separated ourselves from that. So that's one strike against us. Right? We're not working with our say base animal instincts and desires. Uh, we think we've uh, we've removed ourselves from it to, to think that it's more honorable, and there's no honor in that. So that's one strike uh, again. Why the Me Too movement is occurring? Okay. Um, two, we have to understand why men and women were created the same. Uh, not the same way, but why men and women were created the way they are or they were. Uh, Many of us think, well, it's uh, to do whatever, but but in reality, it's just, it's just, we're just there. We're just created just like animals to procreate, to, to evolve into a higher, say, consciousness, you know, evolution. And that's why we're here. It's not, not for you to, uh, the base reason, uh, again, it's not there for you to enjoy yourself or have kids or, you know, it is there for to have kids, but strong kids, um, but it's not what we think about. You know, you know, we're not there to have a love affair or anything like that. Again, the core level of why we're here is to procreate and evolve into higher beings, right? Uh, we might not be doing that uh, the best. Uh, in that to to co-create, well, biologically, uh, women are created uh, in a certain way, chemically, uh, to be attracted to men in a certain way. Men are attracted to women uh, in a certain way. We can't remove ourselves from that, although in society we do it. 
we try to do it. Again, the way we remove ourselves from becoming an animal, uh, we're removing ourselves from being what, say, a normal female does. Uh, if you look at it from the animal kingdom, uh, you know, females are very similar and males are very similar as well. Right? No matter what, say, what group or what, uh, you know, animal, uh, group that you look at, um, especially the larger type, uh, animals. Uh, and by larger, I mean, you know, the cat family, the, the, you know, the bigger, uh, mammals. So the purpose of all this is to generate a healthy feature uh, or evolve properly. So, so women, again, not just women, but let's just say females, okay? females in the animal kingdom, in the human uh, kingdom, uh, are created for security. Okay? So if you look at uh, the number one objective for women is to have security. And that's why um, when you look at that, that's why women will sell themselves short for security, and then that's where it becomes misused. Right? Um, they'll marry somebody because they have a lot of money. Um, you know, they'll uh, their parents will teach uh, will teach them to go. You know, don't worry about it, honey. Uh, you learn to love that person. You know, but just marry them because he'll give you security. He'll he's a doctor, he's a lawyer, he's you know a wealthy businessman. I mean, that happens all the time, and that's where we get distorted because. The security that we think that women are looking for is not the security that women are looking for. Okay? And that's where, again, that's another strike against how society looks at it. Uh, on the male side, right, they want to pr- uh, further progress by, say, a dominance, strength, because, because, because strength, competition. That's why, uh, again, uh, mammals, Right? They compete, the males complete, compete for the females. And the reason why that is, is because, again, it creates the best genes. It creates the best outcome. In human society, we don't have that structure. Just don't have that structure. So we have to evolve it, or we have to, say, experience it from a very different perspective. So we have, you know, money and, uh, um, you know, success in, you know, business success or intelligence success and so on like that uh, for the men. And then that gets misused as well. Right? Because that's an outward expression of what we really crave inside. And that's why none of those features that we're both going for, uh, both men and women, uh, are providing. And since they don't provide, what happens is that um, we get distorted. We keep pushing uh, against each other because we can't really blame ourselves, right? So we look for an outside reason on why we have the issues that we have with ourselves. Since we're being, or uh, since we're finding ourselves incomplete, the women aren't feeling complete with the security that they're they, that that they have. Uh, and then the men aren't feeling strong enough, uh, and then they have to say dominate women uh, in a certain way. So, so both channels uh, are 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 off. Uh, in fact, just to you know, if you go back in the day, quite a long time ago, um, you know, we have a male dominant society here, but women made the same mistakes in civilization. Uh, in early civilization, uh, back in the day, women used to show off their breast uh, for domination over men. Uh, there's tons of uh, civilized, uh, civilizations. They got to the point that women uh, decided that they didn't need men at all. Hence, um, that society or that civilization ceased to exist. It got that far off, off, uh, off kilter. And I'm saying this uh, because women think uh, again. There's a lot of women who go, "Gosh, you know, we're the we're the oppressed ones." Uh, um, uh, you know, and and men have done it all wrong, uh, but again, women had their chance way back in the day as well, and they just you know uh, messed it up just as bad as the men have uh, this t- uh, today. So, um, the reign of men over women in today's society, uh, old civilizations, you know, women were property. 
Uh, you know, there's harems, there's multiple wives. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, because for some, in some situations, you know, having multiple wives was there because um, was there because you know the men went to war. So instead of prostituting themselves, and that's where it actually literally uh, originated, it was in a proper form. Okay? Uh, the men were uh, out in war. Instead of, instead of women uh, prostituting themselves, uh, a man would be legally married to multiple women, and they would take care of them properly. Uh, and again, that's gotten misused. It's got distorted, and now... You know, they have harems, they have uh, multiple wives, um, you know, they have uh, uh, whatever that, uh, you know, again, using women as property. So, and even even today, uh, and, and so that's another check against how men and women see each other. Uh, in some cultures today, men, uh, um, as they travel, it's okay to have sex. Uh, on business trips, uh, as long as they don't fall in love with that person they have sex with. So, so again, those are all the standards that we've, say, learned to adopt. Uh, and none of them, say, the, the most efficient, because, uh, again, all those standards have been distorted uh, from one reason or another. Um, and then also we get into, say, separation of sex and love. Because right now, uh, most uh, sex is not done right. Uh, you know, especially in today's society, sex is a, just a physical release, or uh, or um, uh, I want to say uh, a confirmation that say you're free. Especially in women today, uh, they just have sex just to spite say you know their their husbands or you know their ex boyfriends or whatever it is. Right, they have sex with somebody else uh, again, not because it's good for them. Uh, because they want to show off their freedom. It's like, hey, I'm a woman, right? And, and I want to be f- as free as a man. Uh, but then what are you doing to yourselves? You're degrading yourselves. Hence, men would, say, degrade you as well. If, you, if, you, if you're degrading uh, yourself in that, in that instance, uh, what do you think men will do to you? And then we blame the men for it. And ladies, I'm not blaming like everything on women, but I'm just showing you how everything works for you. Uh, so there's a separation of sex and love. And then there's a separation of love and marriage. So that's another strike against us as well, because most marriages are not there to for love. It's not a bond. It's not a unity of love. Uh, it's a unity of insecurities, right? Uh, the men uh, are getting married, uh, so the woman doesn't cheat on uh, on them. Okay? Uh, the women are getting married, uh, so they have security for their children or, or themselves. So, uh, again, not of love. So that's another huge strike. That's against, say, having an ideal say, relationship between man and woman. So. So where and, how, where and how did it break down? Again, we kind of went through that, uh, but then you know we didn't talk about say wars. Uh, so the wars has has a lot to do with it, and 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 we don't realize it, but to me, it's one of the biggest factors on why men and women roles uh, are so massively screwed up. Uh, so wars. Um, what happens in religion is another one uh, out of wars um, because well, the religions cause most of the wars that happen. So, so, um, so wars. How does that screw you up? Right. So, say for example that the men <clears throat> the men go to war, uh, they die off. Right now, you're left. Uh, women are left with uh, families to take care of, since there's there's not, say, a strong uh, example over time uh, of what a strong woman would be like. Uh, a single strong woman taking care of a family would be like. We've adopted male roles. We we've adopted a male identity to take care of of their families 
it's not coming from a strong, strong woman identity. It's coming from a strong male identity. So right then, right there is the single factor of why I say we're, we're off. Because men, I'm sorry, women have pulled in male identities. Since they don't identify with being a woman, they can't really feel secure. Because security, again, does not come from, uh, it doesn't come from uh, money. Those are outward expressions of how secure you are on the inside. That's why having tons of money, having the perfect house, having whatever, uh, it doesn't provide security for you. Many of you women know that. So so going back to the, to, to wars, uh, just to extrapolate. So, so now you have a mother. Okay, that's raising your that's raising her children from a broken uh, identity and i say broken because she doesn't know which way to go and again it might it might have been a great tool or the only tool for that woman okay? i'm not blaming anything i'm just seeing what happened i'm just uh showing you what happened so now you that woman uh, uh, raises children so you have you have a say a woman a, a girl raised within that family uh the girl doesn't understand uh, because it's not what you're teaching them you know at a verbal level it's what they see as frequencies that's how children adopt or that's how children learn things so what happens is that girl looks at her mother uh, and obviously there's no male uh, figure around, so they can't identify what a male pattern is or figure is. So what happens is that uh, the, the girl looks at the mother, and the mother looks incongruent. So they sense their, the, the, the girl senses the mother's frequencies, and they feel incomplete. Uh, and then they adopt that male pattern. Since the male pattern in that mother is not part of the woman it's it's like it's highlighted so the way i see the way i see it and children see it or sense it the same way they just don't recognize what they're seeing so what happens uh, it's kind of like an overlay for example you know you have a room that would be say the the woman right uh and then you have a male uh male identity within that room say uh, you know a, a couch what do you focus on? You don't focus on the room because it's there. You focus on the couch, basically the male identity that's incongruent, right? So the woman, oh, I'm sorry, the girl adopts going, well, um, uh, and I'm not going to get into, well, I'll get into that later. So the, so the girl over time adopts going, okay, to be a woman, uh, I have to have this incongruent male identity within me. So imagine now, um, imagine that woman, say, getting married, running from that pattern. She has kids. It keeps going on generation after generation after generation, right? The boy in that situation and I see a lot of, uh, again, I don't know why, uh, but in the European countries, especially French, um, a lot of the men, and you can see that in in, in that culture, uh, and again, no offense, it's just something that is, uh, the women are more manly in that culture. Uh, the men uh, are more feminine in that culture. So in that situation, you know, the boy is being raised by the mother. There is no male structure. Okay. Uh, there is a male, solid male structure. Uh, and then what happens is, well, she, he sees, uh, the boy sees, say, that maternal, uh, the mother side or the feminine side. Doesn't know what to do with it. Since, then, since there's no other role model, a male figure around of that boy, it's like, well, I guess this is the only default status because that's all they know. Right. So again, he raises a family. He gets married, raises a family. Uh, again, uh, a female version uh, of a male. Uh, and then over time, can you can you can you visualize what has happened over time? And that's a cumulative total of why we've ended up with the Me Too movement. 
Okay, we'll go deeper into that. So this is where the transfer of qualities between genders happened, or it's originated from. Uh, before it was literally men against women taking control because of insecurities. Now we have men frequencies uh, and vice versa infiltrating uh, the sexes. You go to China, been uh, to Beijing, uh, they look androgynous. And again, no offense against the Chinese, uh, but they really do look androgynous. Um, um, so that's that's an even even an extreme version. You go to Thailand, uh, whatever the culture, uh, whatever it might be. Uh, again, the males are very very feminine. It could be because uh, the overabundance of um, uh, maybe a milk or soy milk or whatever they they drink. Uh, again, it's an after effect. Uh, so so those are all distortions of civilizations um, that's happened throughout you know centuries. Uh, and again, attributing to what we now call the Me Too movement. But let's go deeper into the parenting. Because again, that's where it all started. Uh, it's called, um, uh, now we know how it broke down. And so in today's society, we've come to a point of basically bad parenting. And I say that from the kindness of my heart. Right? Most parents, as I see them, really don't know how to be a, a fantastic parent. Uh, and again, I'm not claiming that I'm the best parent at all. Obviously, I have my faults and so on like that, but I do try my best. And if you've ever seen my kids, you really say shining examples of a strong female identity and a strong male identity. Now, do you have to have one question that arises and that I'm picking up is that do you have to have both a strong male and a both strong female, say, parent to create strong children? No, you don't. If you had the ultimate, say, woman, okay, we'll call it the significant woman, and we'll have series, by the way, coming up, uh, hopefully next year, uh, that hopefully Faye will talk about. Um, uh, and then the significant man series coming up as well on how to be a strong woman the proper way, right? Not just, you know, the Me Too movement, right? But again, a strong um, default woman. Uh, and then also the significant man, uh, a strong default man coming up. Um, <clears throat> so if, if you have one or the other, okay, the children sees it, they will always attract towards the default, okay, the strongest, say the purest version, because they know purity. Children know purity. They'll go towards the truth. So once they know the truth, they can always, as long as they have something to compare to, they go, say that there's a strong, you know, there's a strong woman, right, a strong mother that's raising the kids. The father, not so great, and vice versa. Uh, but in this example, strong woman, um, from that, both uh, son and daughter will look at at the, say, the father, that's incongruent, look at the mother, that is congruent, and go, okay. And, and they'll, they'll realize, um, what, uh, what a strong girl is, would be like. Uh, the boy realizes from the differences, um, that, uh, what a strong, uh, man should look like. Okay. So, but let's get, uh, let's get into bad parenting. Uh, and again, I say it from the kindness of my heart. Uh, we know all, uh, we know of and are familiar with, say, obvious abuse pattern, you know, getting sexually abused by parents. Uh, and, you know, what's interesting, you know, about, say, sexual abuse about parents is that, you know, you think it's usually the father, right? And, and it might be. But there, from what I've seen, there's been tons of cases that women have, abuse their children, right? uh, you know, their their boys. And then also there's been tons of cases that I've seen where uh, the women were there knowing about the abuse of the children. They didn't do anything about it uh, or they blamed the child for, uh, you know, the other parent or whoever uh, abusing them. And there's also cases 
uh, especially in cult type relationships uh or 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 religious you know type uh situations where uh the mother would say sacrifice uh their children uh sexual sacrifice and so on like that so so again uh most people think and in today's court you know you get a you get a divorce uh they naturally gravitate to say the woman being uh you know the proper parents so so again it's uh, it might not be accurate uh, in fact, many say women, um, and I'm not knocking women down, but it's just something that needs to be clarified or understood. Uh, many women think that, uh, you know, they're fantastic mothers because that's their role, right? They're a mother. Uh, so they just naturally are better. Uh, but in a lot of cases, if they've been abused at some level, uh, they're not the greatest parent. So... Um, so, but, but let's talk about, <clears throat> say, abuse that happens under the radar from parents. Okay? Uh, we'll talk about smothering. Can I have some more there? Just one, one second. So we'll talk about smothering here because, and this is this is insecure parents. So. <clears throat> Smothering happens when the parents are so insecure, right? Um, that they, that they, that they over, uh, their insecurities overflow so much that they have to, now that they have kids, uh, they put their insecurities, right? Cause they're overflowing, uh, they, the, uh, that overflow, uh, gets pushed into their kids. So, Although you might think that you're a strong parent and you're a really loving and caring parent, right? The only reason that uh, you say smother or overlove uh, your child is because you're insecure. So you don't let them grow to be your, uh, you know, their own self. You don't let them make mistakes. You don't let them get hurt uh, in any way. Uh, unfortunately, the 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 I've seen many. Uh, Kids, uh, people like this, uh, you know, that my parents, it's like, oh, your mother or your father uh, was insecure. Uh, and then they'll, go, then they'll go, no, my my parents were really, really loving to me. In fact, they were too loving to me. That is the key right there. Too loving. Right? So, again, it's not out of pure love. It's just because out of pure insecurities. Although we we would never think of it that way because our parents were super extra kind to us. Um, and then, then there's other situations. Um, uh, fighting parents uh, over kids' games. If you, if you, I'm sure you've heard news stories on that. And they actually have laws now that, you know, parents are watching the kids' games, and, and then the parents get into fights and arguments. Uh, so is it really about the kids' No, not at all. Uh, it's because they were brought up wrong. The parents, again, were brought up wrong. They're still insecure. They still have to, say, prove something or or show something, uh, again, creating a security around them. So they even get involved in their kids' lives. It's got nothing to do uh, with the kids. In fact, I've seen some of those kids. They get embarrassed uh, over their parents' have um, uh, mistakes. So... And then there's a resentment of uh, parenthood. Again, all these are all under the radar type abuse patterns that we've, all of us have, uh, not all of us, but um, well, a good number of us have been raised with, thinking that we've never been abused. So resentment of parenthood. Okay? Not just not just the fact that, oh, you were a mistake. Okay? Even if you didn't say that to your kid, right? You were a mistake. Um uh, some, although there's there's a ton of parents that say that to their kids, uh, you were a mistake, um, you know. But having that energy, that frequency for nine months that you're incubating, right, of you being a mistake, and how that parent or how that child say is going to ruin uh, my life or, or limit my life. So imagine what that does to a kid. Imagine what that that issue ha- when that happens to you that identity that happens to you when you you know when you get born right those are all insecurities and then we take it out hence 
we get into, say, Me Too movement type situations, right? We have to have, we have to blame an outside source. The easiest to blame is the opposite sex. So, and that's both sides, by the way. I'm not just picking on women. It's both sides. Right? Uh, we just abuse differently. That's all. Um, uh, resentment of parenthood, loss of uh, loss of their dreams. Okay. Um, let me give you an example that I just uh, heard about. So there was a woman that wanted uh, me to make sure that uh, you know her friend. Uh, crossed over properly because of a death of cancer, uh, a death by cancer. Uh, and I said, sure, you know, uh, no worries. So I tapped into it, and, and you know, the, the 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 person goes, well, does she have any does she have any uh, uh, words for me? You know, uh, does she have any messages? Uh, and and you know, I picked up. It's like, well, he she hated her. She hated her life, one, although she was very successful, right? Uh, and then she hated her parents severely. Okay? Um, and they said, okay. Uh, and then later on, because we're friends, uh, later on I hear the story is that so this woman is very successful, right? Very successful businesswoman. Uh, she ended up having kids. She ended up having kids. She resented the fact because her uh, her figure or self-image was based on becoming a successful individual. And I'll explain uh, where that image came from, by the way. Um, so in today, in society's view or in society's eyes, uh, that woman was very highly successful. Right? You think they'd be happy. But she was so resentful of her kids, so resentful that well, she ended up having cancer and soon died. Um, and you think, well, you know, that could just happen. But she kept, she kept, um, you know, complaining to her mother if it wasn't for these kids, if, it, if you know, if they weren't here uh, raising kids because these kids were, you know, um, you know, they were sensitive to everything. Uh, they were allergic to everything, so a little more, uh, you know, to take care of. She had to, she had to quit her job to take care of her kids. So, so, so in that case, you know, you think it's a loving parent. Uh, but what's the difference? If she didn't quit her job and ignored her kids, uh, it'd probably be better than quitting her job and resenting her kids, uh, resenting so much of the fact that, you know, you get ill and die. In fact, uh, her, her, her older son uh, didn't want to even go see her in the hospital. She, he was so mad at her. So, kind of sad. Uh, and then also, you know, just the backstory on that was that her parents wanted to be, wanted her to be so perfect that they pushed her into every sport, every musical activity, everything possible. Uh, and that's a lot of stress. And most, uh, again, most parents think that they're doing something good, right, because they're preparing their kids. No. First of all, they probably want to get rid of their kids because they, they don't know what to do with their kids. And then second of all, they're just pushing their kids way too strongly. Again, those are all, say, forms of abuse uh, that we don't even think about. So... As a result, again, we raise insecure individuals that have to find a solution to these insecurities. So men feeling insecure, um, as a result, uh, again, men feeling insecure, uh, they need to dominate in their own way. That's why they abuse women, right? They have to conquer women because that's what men do as a biological function. They have to feel like they're conquering something. Uh, and in the proper way, right? women do do say crave being conquered, but not abused conquered. They want to know that that man is strong enough okay, to to provide security and safety, so they can get nourished, so they can be nourished. So in that form of conquering, if that makes sense to you, right? Women feeling insecure. Uh, need to dominate their way. So what do they do? Uh, they use their their dress as a means of control. 
right? They dress very sexually. Uh, women want to, women want respect, uh, but obviously not doing it the proper way. Uh, and they also, uh, you know, and they also send off, as a mixed signals, right? A lot of women, they dress really scantily, right? And then some of them say, well, I'm just doing this for my friends, but not really, obviously. Uh, and then they crave that attention that they want, right? But it's the, not the attention that they really want. And, and that's where it gets mixed up as well. So at biologically, when women see scantily dressed uh, when men see scantily dressed women, they, they're they not looking for, you know, intelligence or intellect or anything. They're just looking for straight out sex. It's just a biological factor that happens, okay? Uh, especially if it's um, going, if it's even, if it's gotten way out of hand, right? Men are very, very insecure because of how they're raised. Now they have to prove to themselves not to not to other people, uh, but prove to themselves that they're secure. So they see they see a scantily, say, dressed woman, right, showing off their fear, uh, and then you get a bad. It's just a bad mix of everything. So it's just straight out bad. It it doesn't benefit the woman. And then uh, again, we talked about this in a relationship, uh, the relationship series, where women would just offer sex just to keep that man as security. Again, that then never works either. Right? Uh, and then the opposite, by the way, uh, women who make themselves look unattractive uh, to feel, say, secure from, say, abusive men or even women. Uh, they're doing this. It's the same thing. It's the same abuse. It's just a different side of the coin. So overall, men are overcompensating to prove their masculinity, uh, and then women are overcompensating to prove their security. So now that we have a strong foundation, we have a strong understanding, it's not about men's rights. It's not about women's rights. It's about, it's about say, uh, it's not even about equality. It's about coming back to your base animal instincts. Once we honor that, because we cannot get away from it, uh, and in spirituality, many people do, right? They tend to leave the body behind, uh, and they want to escape spiritually. That's why their body is damaged. That's why they hate their life here, and that's why they have to go to heaven. They can't wait to go to heaven. Unfortunately, you can't enter heaven in that respect. It's the same misunderstood notion of being a strong, secure woman or being, say, a, a strong man. Those things that we are doing are not going to get you into that higher, say, evolution, that status uh, that neither man or woman are looking for. You're going the wrong way. So what do we do now? The key, and that's part of the abuse series that's coming up. Um, first of all, right off the bat, is not to blame either side, but point out your own weaknesses. Um, so the best way is that you know if you're not liking, say the the um, if you're not if you're not liking um, you know the, the 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 experience of life that you're having. Start to look within and start to see what patterns that you're resonating with. If somebody is abusing you, and I'm not saying that, I'm not blaming or pointing out that you're to blame for it, um, but if you look at it from a scientist's point of view, why do some women get abused and why do some women stay away from abuse? We have to look at that. And the same thing with men. Right? Why are some men get abused or abusive? By the way, women are abusive as well uh, to each other, not only to men, but to each other. Um, why do those patterns happen to certain men and women, and why don't they happen to certain men or women? Right? So if you are of that person that gets abused, you have to look and compare yourself with your say, your own gender and go, so what's different between them and you? And then you'll see 
you know, maybe a brighter picture or a newer version of why things happen rather than having an outside circumstance issue. Why would two women or two men be in the same situation? Uh, one would get abused from that situation and one wouldn't. So you have to ask yourself those questions. Right? It's not that the world is out to get you. It's not that the world is, you know, down on you, God's against you, anything like that. It's just the frequencies that you're running. Okay? So it's not your fault on how you were raised. Okay? Because again, you are a cumulative total of your generation patterns. So you are a cumulative total of what happened to you, your parents, grandparents, and so on down the line till the beginning of your family lineage. Okay? That's a lot of mistakes that you're running off of. There's a lot of goodnesses in there, by the way. Uh, but again, the mistakes overshadow the goodness. So we have to take a look at that and start to see, start to understand the patterns that we're running. Okay? Uh, I talked about this in the relationship uh, series, that you don't listen to your emotions but study your emotions uh, so you can calibrate them properly. And then don't do anything right off the bat. That's degrading to yourself. Okay? So that means, you know, sites like Tinder. You know, uh, there, was a, there was an article that I was reading about uh, women uh, that are on Tinder, and they go, well, I hate the way the men treat me on Tinder. They just want to have sex with me. Uh, and they're just straight out. They don't. They don't even want to small talk anymore. It's all. It's just like, hey, do you want to have sex or not? Uh, and she goes. She she went on to say, it's like I hate the way they treat me. Uh, so I just say, sure, why not? So it's like, well, if you hate the way they treat you, respect yourself and say no. You know, women have to be strong. Women, men will just follow. Um, uh, you know. And why are you dressing the way you dress? Again, guys, because I see a lot of these guys. They, you know, they're uh, so uh, they dress a certain way, right, to look cocky or you know, uh, and they just well, to me, they just look fake. The uh, same way with women, that you know, they wear these sexy dresses, but I see their insecurities in me. Uh, you know, and, and although they might look at, at a physical level, you know, uh, which is just for a second for me, and then I look deeper in them and I go, "Holy shit!" You know, you know, what are they trying to, uh, what are they trying to cover up through uncovering their bodies? Okay, so again, you have to understand why you dress the way you do. Okay? Again, especially for women, they use it as a way of control. Okay, however. They lose control from that. Okay? So dress appropriately. And I'm not saying cover up or don't cover up. Okay? If you feel strong, okay? and by the way, I would say less than 1% of the women uh, that dress uh, incompletely, let's just say, okay? less than 1% really own it. Everybody else is trying to cover it up. And I say that for the men as well. Obviously, the men, you know, they use their cars, you know, a bigger car, bigger boat, faster, whatever, right? Uh, whatever that they do. Uh, again, less than 1%. This is why we have, say, the Me Too movement issues, because we we don't have that right security. Um, uh, disrespect. Uh, never, ever, ever disrespect yourself, no matter what situation. And you can start that right here, right now. If something is disrespectful to you, don't do it. Don't turn into another Harvey Weinstein case. And, and, and I bring this up because, you know, this goes into a deeper subject and, uh, and we could go over it. We might go a little over time so um but let's talk about this where this disrespect comes from okay say you have a parent okay that's just you know torturing you it's like why can't you do this right why can't you uh here's a beautiful um comment by the way a beautiful quote uh by marcus tillis cesario uh a person who is wise does nothing against their will nothing 
with signing or under coercion. So, uh, again, a beautiful quote. If you were a significant woman, significant man, there is no need to do that. We just don't understand how valuable we are. So we sell ourselves, we sell ourselves very short. Okay? Um, so disrespecting where that comes from, where, say, that Harvey Weinstein's situation comes from. Say, for example, that your parents are pushing you. You're never good enough. It's like, why can't you do this? Why aren't you doing this? Where are you? Why didn't you call me? Why didn't you pick up the phone? Right? Kids grow up, uh, and I've heard kids with this. It's like they totally lie to their parents, you know, little white lies, to save face just because they don't want to get yelled at. They they love to tell the truth on why, you know, they what's happening to them. But their parents don't even, you know, they don't they don't want to hear it. You know, because they're, well, they're the parent, right? They're always right. So what do the kids do? They grow up saving themselves, right? Little white lies, right? Disrespecting themselves to, to say, keep the peace. How many of you do that? Disrespecting themselves to stay secure. So you extrapolate that. You know, you're out of your parents' Uh, home, right? You go into the business world, right? What do you do? You disrespect yourself a little, right? To get a job, to do whatever, to stay secure. You get, that gets more and more and more, especially with certain industries. It just becomes natural for you to disrespect yourself, to stay secure. Although you don't stay secure. The good thing is, is that many women are awakening to it, but many are, um, women are, that are awakening to it are pointing to something outside of themselves for the cause. It'll never solve it for you, and that's why we're here. So, so again, what more can we do? Um, and reparenting. It's a new moss word, by the way. If you've heard, stayed with me long enough, I, 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 create new words. So the meaning of reparenting. So uh, the meaning of reparenting is that, you know, we've all been raised from our parents. Right? Uh, and through the abuse series, and by the way, no matter what abuse series that you choose, it's all about this. Um, through the abuse series, letting go of, say, the distortions from our parents, that's what it's about. That's what reparenting is. So at any age, obviously, it's easier for a younger child to get reparented the proper way, uh, is that you get to remove the distortions of the past, how you were raised. Uh, obviously, you know the importance of that. Uh, and then also what it is, uh, what happens is that you start to become a strong parent for your children, which is huge because now, if you are raising strong kids, imagine what would happen, say, generations as we start to purify our lineage. And that's what's supposed to happen. Uh, I just want to get into the real role of parenthood. Yeah, although, you know, yes, parents providing security, education, whatever it is. Uh, but the real role of parenthood is to help your child especially from ages zero to seven, uh, let go of the distortions that came from the past. So first of all, we don't die properly, and I'm not going to get into that. Right? We're not awakened when we die, so we carry over the distortions uh, into death. And then when we're reborn again, we have another chance to clarify, to let go of those distortions of our family lineage, and then embrace you know, the strengths of our family lineage. But what most people do, again, is uh, they say, you know, the parents again, they say, you know, I'm right. You know, children are wrong. You should listen to me. Right? I'm the parent. Uh, and although the kids, they have options. If the parents were raised right. Uh, the kids at the stage from zero to seven. And this is why they ask so many questions. Like, why is this like this? Why is this like this? Because they have two choices to make. There's, 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 there's a choice that kids, that kids are allowed to make to awaken. Uh, there's the, say, congr 
And the kids see that. But what happens is that over time, over seven years plus, you know, the nine months you're in vitro, uh, what happens is like, gosh, this is the environment. This might be, this must be the true environment because our parents who are older should know, right? What I'm seeing or what I'm sensing, what I'm feeling that is right, can't be right. Because look at my parents. You know, they're running these, these patterns. So what do they do? They close off their natural ability to say clean up and have a fresh start from our parents. Uh, by the time you, you know, zero to seven, just a choice type uh, situation, you know, you get to choose your identity, your behavior patterns, you know, everything, uh, how you have outlook on life. Uh, seven to, say, nine starts to gel. By the time you hit puberty, it's pretty much solidified in you. And that's how you see the rest of your life. And that's why, again, parenting or reparenting is so important as part of the abuse series. Uh, so in the upcoming abuse series, then any of the abuse series uh, you take will cover reparenting, by the way. It'll help you delete how we were brought up. Uh, it'll help you become a strong parent. That's not about becoming a strong parent. It's more than just parenthood. It's about becoming a strong icon for society. If you were a strong icon, how would you treat women? Would you treat women respectfully? No matter if you were a woman or a man. If you were a strong icon, would you treat men respectfully? Again, there wouldn't have to be any laws. It would be a natural state. You just wouldn't even think about some of the stuff that men and women do to each other. Would there have to be like Me Too movement awarenesses? Would there have to be minority awarenesses or any of that stuff? Prejudice, uh, harassment training. And as we end, you know, it's so important to raise strong, competent children. If we, were not, if we weren't raised that way, in the series and working in the EI, uh, doing the EI, uh, exponential intelligence uh, method, uh, this allows us to, again, reparent ourselves, uh, grow into strong individuals, where we can be strong male females. Uh, and for me as a parent, you know, this is where you start to teach your children. I have three daughters of my own. Uh, I'm not going to wait for, you know, the laws or, 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 you know, Congress, half of them, abuse. Uh, anyway, I don't want to get into that. Um, but um, to pass laws to keep our, you know, kids or young women safe or young men as well. Uh, what I do is like help them stay strong, help them understand what's abuse, uh, what to get into, what not to get into, watch out for the pitfalls and so on. That's what I do as you as well as, as our clients. So then we don't have to wait for any outside laws. We're strong on our own. And that's what it's all about. It's not, what, it's not about waiting for somebody else to take care of us. It's about taking ownership. If you guys have any questions, we end, um, let us know. Customers at mossajati.com. I would love to hear your comments, any questions, any further um, uh, answers to clarify. As we end, hopefully that clarifying a lot of the reasons why the Me Too movement has come about. And more importantly, hopefully, this gives us resources and tools so we can grow strong. Strong male, strong female. If you'd like to find out more information, you can go to moss-sajati.com forward slash recovery. And you can listen to all levels of abuse and why they happen. Thanks for listening. Notice what you notice. 
and as always notice the details of what you notice